Welcome to the new location of the Gut Check Project. I'm your host, Eric Rieger, along with your other host, Dr. Kenneth Brown. How you doing, Dr. Ken? What's going on? So, um, well, we've moved from the Spoonie studio. We did. And we are attempting our first own uh, podcast over here at the new studio, at the KBMD Health Studio. We are. And guess what? You know, we are still on the Spoonie Network, but I can't uh, express how nice it is for you to now have a studio that's closer to the clinic. It's closer to where we do the procedures. It's the same distance for me, no matter what. And most importantly, it's closer for our guests, like Jeremy, who just flew in from Austin. All the way from Austin, because we got <laughs> so much closer. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, thank you, guys. Hey, yeah, much closer. Awesome. So our first guest here in the new studio is going to be Jeremy and Kinder here with uh, CBD Takeout, and uh, I'm going to let Jeremy kind of take it away a little bit about what is special about CBD Takeout here in just a moment. Um, Dr. Brown, real quick, did we have any catch-up items that we needed to do to kind of put in front of Jeremy and see if he wants to weigh in on anything? Well, we got like several things going on. So first of all, we want to hear the story about how you and Jeremy met. Sure. Uh, We want to talk about how much synergy there is whenever you start meeting people and you start connecting with uh, people. We came back from the baby bathwater event and just met incredible people. We had Tim Powers over here who we're going to have back on because we actually had the equipment. We were unpacking the equipment when our first real guest showed up and he was kind of helping us just show how to, (laughs) (laughs) like we were like wiring the stuff together. Check this out. Tim, before Tim came over here, he was over at uh, a hotel and he put his iPhone down to simply turn around and pay a guy at the bar. No, no, no. He was going to turn around and refill his iced tea. Oh, fill his iced like tea. Like five yeah. feet away at like a Homewood Suites or just like some, yeah. you know, like normal family. That's right. A little hotel. And phone. And somebody grabbed his phone? Within like three seconds. Three oh, seconds man. took off. So he was in town. And so me, my wife, and my daughter, my son was out of town. Me, my wife, and my daughter were going to take him out to dinner. And I pick him up. And this is what we have to do is figure out. So now we're... I'm learning how to move the camera, so now we're back on me here. Oh, nice. Sweet, sweet. So, so, so we're working on that. And I pick him up in like a boss. I mean like a boss. He was like, hey, man, what's up? I'm like, he, I'm like, why did I have to face, you know, Facebook you and go through this stuff? Yeah, funny thing. He stops in the car. He's like, funny thing, my phone just got stolen. I'm like, when? He's like, I don't know, eight minutes ago. <laughs> I'm like, you are a boss. I like to stop the car. I'm like, do we go to Best Buy? Do we yeah. go get you a flip phone? What do we do here? This is crazy. So was he calling you for like an iPad or something? He Just- sent me, and I'm not a Facebooker. And yeah. so he sent me a um, message, said, hey, phone's phone's not working. And he was super yeah. cool about it. Phone's not working. Message me through this, and I'll I'll do it through my iPad. And then when I picked him up, I mean, he was just like, I would have been curled up in a corner, you know, crying, whatever. And he's like, nah, let's just go to dinner. It's all good. (laughs) Let's go get a drink. Let's just, I mean, he was just cool and super, super uh, neat about it. And then that evolved into a realization for himself. And go ahead and expand on that. The coolest thing was is he found how addicted he was to his smartphone. Yeah. He said he began to sleep better. He communicated better with people that are in front of him. Uh, his anxiety level, he said the first day was palpable where he didn't feel captivated by the the phone constantly vibrating for something for him new to look at. So, yeah. man, I, I don't know how much y'all want me to talk because I, I, man, I'm a talker. I, I'll uh, throw in stuff on everything. But man, my wife and I have been talking about how do we decouple from our devices. And I've tried everything of you know, getting a second device or getting a, an Apple Watch and, you know, all kinds of different stuff. And honestly, the, the thing that that's helping me the most is just discipline. 
you know, but I'm not going to, you know, get on my device and it's freaking hard. I mean, it's really like a, you know, like a drug fix of it. My mind is telling me, Hey, I need to check my phone and I go through the cycle of, okay, check Instagram, check the email, check, you know, um, and, and then 15 minutes later, I've been on my phone the whole time and I, I literally don't need to be on there, but that's, uh, uh, probably about a year ago, we, we started talking about how how we can improve our lives and have better sleep quality and a lot of that stuff. And decoupling from electronics was a big part of that. I don't remember. Was that Aaron File at uh, Baby Bathwater who made the statement that uh, there's a box? There's a no. box. Who was it? Jackalaka. Jackalaka. So it was Jackalaka. So Jackalaka... Um, so I'm a little bit echoed here. Is that yeah. uh, it's, you know what? Yeah. Whatever. We're Thanks. just we're just gonna run with first it. First one new fun. studio figured it first out. First one new studio figured it out. So Jackalaka. So Jackalaka. So this group that we're with is like, it's like you know like when you like meet a bunch of people and you just go, oh my gosh, I'm I'm like around a bunch of like-minded people. Yeah. Well, Jackalaka is a PhD in psychedelics. All his research has been in this, and yeah. like not like oh. I'm really good at psychedelics. Like he actually has a doctorate on the neuroplasticity and what happens. Uh I mean, just brilliant guy. And he uh, gave a little speech. There's this thing called a baby Einstein where um, just go ahead and let it echo. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Where baby Einstein, where everybody kind of gives either an ask or a give. Mm -hmm. And you know, his give was there's something called a kitchen safe. And what you do is you Put your phone in this safe in the kitchen, and when you set the timer, nothing can get that phone out until the timer is done. Like there's like like even if somebody breaks in, it's just pretty much like yeah, you better have a landline going on. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so unless you have a a dynamite and a crowbar, and the reason is is because people um, are so addicted to their phones, and we know that the blue light affects sleep. Yeah. If you look at the how important sleep is and how affected it is just getting and just shutting your phone off and not looking at it is probably the most important thing that you can do yeah yeah my problem though is you know i come from the technology world and my house is wired like i have sono speakers everywhere and i have lights that are on smart plugs and all that stuff and I did all of this before I knew the the harmful effects of EMF and all that. So now I'm kind of thinking, <laughs> you know, so if, if I put my phone in a safe, like I can't turn my lights on or, I, you know, I can't, I can't listen to music. And so I, I, or, or, you know, turn the air conditioner down yeah, to some host. Just honey, I can't flush the toilet. Yeah, my, right. my phone's in the safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, it, you know, we're talking about how to uh, it maybe shut all that down and, and all that. But, yeah. That's funny. So let's talk a little bit about CBD takeout. That's why you uh, you came up here today. We are going yep. to uh, explore opportunities that are synergistic between the two of us. I'm just going to kick it off by saying one of the things that allowed you and I to get on this wavelength to start talking. So I went down to Austin to join a friend of mine. Uh, Marie and I are really good friends with uh, the Leiths. Brandon Leith is uh, basically the founder of a podcast called Lazy Sundays. Lazy Sundays. Lazy Sundays, and that's with a Z. So Lazy Sundays podcast, and it's really kind of cool. It's four people who got together and have anxiety issues, so they forced themselves to start a podcast to confront their anxiety, and now they just recorded their 50th show, and their 51st comes out this weekend. Yeah. So they wanted me to come down and help them see it. 
They held it at the t- uh, Tequila 512 headquarters, thanks to Scott Willis. Oh, can you do me a small favor over there and hold up that bottle? Oh, yeah, that's the old so vintage, this is, vintage this bottle. Is, so now i got to change the camera here. So this is the vintage bottle. This is the original bottle of Tequila 512 that when a um, they were in a tasting contest, according to your buddy there, that he said that they called this a shit-tastic label. They shit-tastic. did. Shit-tastic. They, once, they, once they replaced it with the new one, they said, yeah, old label, kind of cool, pretty shit-tastic. Yeah. Tequila <laughs> phenomenal, the labeling's bad. So, can you guys hear that? Can yeah, you hear that? I hear that, that cracked yeah, out. Too. I don't know, maybe you're is too that, close. Is, oh. that, uh, is it too loud on me? Once again, first podcast. Uh, it might just be the headphones popping. I don't know. It's probably something that we did with the microphone. <laughs> Ron, Ron. So, Ron, shout out to Ron and Paul and everybody else that helps us out with this. They're, they're, they're going to be dying laughing when they try and put yeah. this thing together. Episode 21. Good content from Jeremy. Bad audio for me. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, we go down to do the podcast. We did it to Kilo 512 uh, Casita there in Austin. And, yeah. um, man, great turnout. Yeah, uh, they had what or sixty people. Yeah, I was running down to the liquor store trying to buy more liquor. Yeah, everybody was having a great time. They they maxed out the uh, what uh, five one two made available to them. Really? Yeah, and then we had to shut the party down at nine. That was the uh, the rules of that particular neighborhood. So uh, great podcast, great turnout, and then Jeremy. I'd heard Jeremy's ads on the podcast previously. I've listened to my friends' podcast before. And um, I was really intrigued because uh, your first and second interview specifically talked about what y'all do at CBD Takeout is essentially if you're going to find CBD on CBD Takeout's website, it's been vetted. You've made certain that the certificates of authenticity are real and that the measurements of everything that's in there, it's real CBD per the label that's given to you. Now, it was at Baby Bathwater that we learned that just on the retail side, 26 to 28 offerings of CBD to one are fraudulent. Yeah. So for every good one, Whoa. there's 26 to 28 which are not. So thankfully for someone like uh, Jeremy and CBD Takeout, this is a bastion of where you know everything that you're going to find on there is vetted. And I think that hopefully over time you'll find that KBMD will be a part of their repertoire. I think that would be awesome. And so, I mean, Jeremy, just to get everybody up to speed, you come from a long lineage of um, CBD growers. You're the seventh generation of a hemp grower. You have extensive experience with CBD. Your great, 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 great grandfather was the first original CBD producer. And now you decided to go digital. Am I a little off on that? No, that's spot on. I I guess you read my bio. No, it couldn't be further from the truth. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, uh, so my my career's been in uh, in technology. Uh, So I've worked for a lot of software companies and sold uh, you know really high end platforms to major corporations and. I had a great time doing it, but I wanted to do wanted to do something different that I was passionate about. And so at the same time that I was uh, building technology companies and doing all that, um, I, I just have always had a passion for health and fitness. And and uh, I, I think that that goes back to being a collegiate collegiate athlete so i was a a cheerleader at the university of kentucky oh right on yeah went there on a full ride that's fantastic time doing that yeah my wife's also a a cheerleader she was a cheerleader at the university of texas so um you know we grew up as gymnasts and so athleticism is in my background but then about i don't know age 21 22 i started um and and that's really kind of when things peaked um i I started having uh uh 
gut issues. And back then, I didn't, I mean, that was, what, 25 years ago, something like that. I, there, there wasn't research that was readily available. You couldn't go to the to the grocery store and find gluten-free products, none of that. It was really, really difficult. Um, you know, I, I went to doctors and had lots of blood work done and they always came back with you're you're healthy I don't, I don't you know but I didn't feel something just didn't feel right um and so that kind of started me off on this whole exploration of of diet and trying to find balance in my body and you know I've been tweaking that for 25 years and that that's what really led us to starting CBD takeout and and getting into this industry were you ever normal or Mm-hmm. Or did you actually feel uh, that there was an event that took place that changed everything? Yeah. So when I said that, you, you know, around 21, 22 is kind of when all of that peaked. Uh, when I started peeling that onion and going back, so I had spinal meningitis when I was six months old. So massive amounts of antibiotics, uh, you know, um, had IVs in my head, all that good stuff. And, you know, at that point, nobody really knew about balancing uh, flora and uh, that that antibiotics could basically just kill all the good bacteria in your gut. And so I think from, you know, six months old that I was at a disadvantage. And then by the time maybe 15 or so, you know, just like, you know, normal teenagers started having acne and I got on tetracycline. Uh-huh. So I took an antibiotic every single day for you know, maybe two years. And I remember around that 15, 16, I remember my body changing, not in the teenage way, just I, I remember things with, you know, with going to the bathroom and stuff like that, that, that there were changes, but I didn't know, I didn't know why. So I started having a lot of athlete's foot and a lot of rashes and stuff like that. Um, but so it, it, was there an event? Yeah, I think there was probably a lot of events, uh, along the way that then you couple that with a college lifestyle of, uh, shoot, we were, we were sponsored by Papa John's at, uh, at the university <laughs> of Kentucky. I mean, we could call up and get a, a large pepperoni pie for like four bucks. We were, we were rocking that every other day. Somehow I have this image of Jeremy and his buddy catching that one cheerleader that they throw up in the air. And like she keeps getting heavier as the season goes on. It's like yeah. we gotta find a new sponsor. Yeah, yeah. Well thank God we had a Fedrin back then. <laughs> That's great. Um, so Jeremy, when 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 you realized that there was an opportunity there to basically take uh well, no, actually you left us where you were starting to realize some changes. So what uh, progressed and how did it take to take you to where you are now? Uh, so how to back that up to the question. So how did uh, my dietary issues uh, affect? So, yeah, I think that 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 just uh, spawned a, a passion within me and, and starting to research that there were ways to put my body in a position that it could heal itself versus looking to um, a, a quick fix of let me take a pill, let me. Uh, you know, kind of that that approach to this was during college when you were starting to think about this, or when yeah. or when did you yeah. start to do this? Yeah, yeah, that's that's about right. It's really interesting because everybody that we've met that, that we've met in this field, when they start doing that, they really get drawn to medicine. Yeah, and you didn't. Well, I, 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 I meaning career wise. Oh, gotcha. Career-wise. Yeah. So I think what I. I 
I really contemplated back then getting into um, more of dietetics and and going about it from the diet route. Um, but man, I. It, I am not a scientist by nature. I, I think, uh, and and even at that stage, that the issues that I w- was having, that you have concentration issues. So, oh. uh, so to uh, follow a you know a um, profession in medicine, I, it just wasn't in the cards for me. So, um, and plus, I like to talk, so it, it kind of led me into more of the sales avenue uh, of business. Um, and, you know. Eric puts people to sleep for a living, and he talks the whole time. So you can still do that in medicine. Yeah, you can do it. They don't ever respond to anything yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. He has full-on conversations with all my patients, and, and, and they wake up happy. Like, subconsciously, they love communicating with Eric. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's always a good dream. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, then uh, you still pursued your, your, your career. You said that you got into software sales, correct? Mm-hmm. And But you didn't lose the passion for trying to find something that was going to allow you to heal. And I like that you say it that way, find something to heal and not a quick fix. Oftentimes, the companies that cater to the medicine world now, it's pharmaceutical, mm-hmm. and it's always a quick fix. It's a patch. You know, I, I didn't know that growing up. I always felt like, well, you may be dependent upon medicine. That's just the answer. And what I've learned is that's oftentimes absolutely incorrect. You can learn to heal from the inside and for sure. So, better. so what, what turned you to that for your own personal health? Well, so a point around pharmaceutical companies and that methodology, if you look at foundationally how, how they are built, they're not financially, they're not, they're not compensated to heal you, to fix you. They are compensated to get you on a regimen that you come back and be a repeat customer. If anybody knows about publicly traded companies, the the end all is to increase the stock price. So pharmaceutical companies, they they don't have, and this isn't a political statement, this isn't a, a, a perspective of they're bad or good, it's simply foundationally, they have to satisfy that stock price. And if they get people off of their drugs, then, that stock price does not go up, it goes down, right? So from, from that perspective, they they are not going to be in the business of healing people. <clears throat> Clear my throat there. Sorry. So um, from the, the perspective of, um, of healing yourself, I, I come from the perspective that, uh, that we're created beings and that we, uh, God created us in a way that we, um, should function properly. But what stands between us and that is desires. So does the food taste this way? Do you want, are you chasing uh, uh, the way that that tastes? Or do you not want to exercise because uh, you're too tired? So there's, there, I think that there are things that stand between us uh, living a, an optimal life um, that it, it comes down to choice. So I began to peel that onion uh, for myself and my own life of what was standing between me and optimal health. And over time, um, you know, I have experimented with different supplementation or different diets and, and so on and so forth. So just kind of I want to I want to expand a little bit on what you just said, because that's never really been addressed before, which is that our health is related to our desires. Mm-hmm. 
Now, we know that fast food industry, we know that um, processed food industry, they hire, I have patients who are chemical engineers. Their sole job, and they've told me this, is to figure out how to make the food more palatable, more satiable, more like everything about it that you want more. How do you put a coating on a Frito so it goes down easier? Yeah. So we have the pharmaceutical industry over here trying to combat high cholesterol, obesity, coronary vascular disease. We've got the food industry over here trying to figure out how, to, how do I get you to eat more Doritos? Mm-hmm. How do I get you to eat more Fritos? And I love how you said that because what you basically said is something that I've never thought about. We battle our desires, but our desires are influenced by both the media, scientists. There's some really smart people trying to get us to take certain things. Certainly. Let's go back to the beginning of this conversation was about technology. So I I was in the technology business and the exact same thing that you're talking about of how they create foods so that they're more palatable, they look better, whatever. They do the same thing with with technology. So your your phone is created in a way that they call it gamification. How how do they attract you? And it's really like a a drug. How do they attract you in a way to keep you using the device? And I, I, once again, I'm not saying something bad about the company. Companies are here to be uh, to be uh, 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 profitable and and build a company. It's up to us to choose if if we're going to engage that or not. Um, so it, it goes back to your desire. Are you? Do you have FOMO? Right. So do you have to look at your device and and start figuring out what am I missing? What am I missing? Um, and I need information. Or you know what? Be at peace that your world and things going on in your life is what's important to you versus everything else. We're getting super deep real quick, but Sorry. I want to ask just no, 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 no. <laughs> I love it, but I want to ask a couple quick things because Eric and I talk about our family and our kids all the time. Mm-hmm. You have kids, family, yep. wife, married. Tell me about that yep. real quick. Been married for seventeen years. Um, uh, two kids, fourteen and uh, and eight. Uh, two girls. Uh, they're fantastic. Beautiful. Yeah. So the reason why I bring this up is because a lot of times since I've had kids, so I have a 14-year-old and a 12-year-old about ready to be 15 and 13. Eric has his sons. Uh, and when we sit there and you live your life, when you start thinking, how do I want my kids to live? It really changes your perspective. For sure. You suddenly just go, oh, no, I want. And the FOMO thing, like you don't realize that you're on your phone. But when you see your kids on the phone, you go, wait a minute. And they look at you and go, yeah, but you're on yours. That that puts you in check. I mean, Eric and I talk about this all the time. Yeah, it's difficult. I remember the when uh, Ken and I actually just started working together whenever uh, my oldest got a uh, uh, an iPod that would communicate with other iPods. And I remember saying, man, this is kind of weird. I don't know if I like it or not. But he does every now and then need a ride as he's going to soccer and basketball back then. and uh, And it helps. I mean, it, it, it was the lure, the convenience lure yeah. at that moment, sank its little teeth in. And then about three years later, he's got a phone. And then suddenly we're like, well, that's certainly, that certainly is convenient. And then the younger one didn't have to wait till he was the same age. He actually got one about nine months later. And honestly, looking back at it, I wish we had just never jumped off of that cliff. Um, I do think that we both, Marie and I both have looked back and tried to carve out the times that we just absolutely don't have a phone. 
at dinner, when they're having family con- uh, uh, conversations, etc. But the thing that stinks is that when it's on you and you're not planning the formal talk with, with whomever, you, whomever you're talking with, even if it's your family, sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, um, yeah, I, two seconds. Let me finish this real quick. I, that never existed growing up. And, yeah. and all I feel is more fatigue at the end of the day just because of that. It's kind of weird. So we, um, somebody shared with me this YouTube video that you should probably share with your daughters. And it, it is a Harvard psychologist which is talking about the effects. And I've shared it with Eric before. But it's um, essentially that um, the, the fact that we have these desires and things, when we get a like, or, and I say we because we're all human, sure. when we get a like, when we get a share, when we get whatever, it releases dopamine. Yeah. And dopamine... Makes you feel good for a quick second. They knew that when they created it. Isn't that nuts? It, for sure. That's nuts. It, it's it's so, gamification. See that molecule right there? That's dopamine. It's oh, nice. the enantomer of dopamine because um, we sit there and look at this and I just think, wow, I want to. Actually, I, uh, it, when we talk about it, we don't want we don't want dopamine pleasure. You want happiness. Serotonin is yeah. a happiness molecule. And when you release dopamine, you actually reduce your happiness molecule, which is serotonin. So everything that is done, and unfortunately, Scott, sorry. <laughs> everything that is done is to get people to do more of it. I mean, we're talking about tequila companies. We're talking about, and the beauty is, this is a great segue for us to talk about this, that this isn't a, a, a discussion of desires or everything. It's a discussion of how do we start healing? Yeah. Well, one way to start healing is is that because of all this crap that's gone on, we as a society have an endocannabinoid deficiency. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what you were going to get at that you were you went from this space yep. of digital to realizing I need to start helping people. Yeah. Well, I got to this place in my life where um I, I had enough money to where I could just say, you know what, I'm not going to do this anymore. And I mean, we could go down that route of uh, should I have done that in the beginning anyway? I don't know. But I just decided, hey, I'm going to apply everything that I've know that I've learned to this point and apply it to something that I'm passionate about and giving back to people. So all of this research that I've done and you talk about not going down the route of uh, of medicine, uh, I I. I did it in my own way, right? It was uh, it, it was experimental, and and so um, I, I gained a lot of knowledge along the way of what worked for me, and I wanted to I wanted to give back. So we we took that that knowledge, especially in the technology space, and applied it to. I mean, if you go to our site, it's I'm going to brag a little bit. Our site is is fantastic. Um, uh, we've got a. Uh, 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 What's the URL, real quick? Uh, CBDtakeout.com. So we've got a bot on there that uh, uh, readily answers questions. Now it, it's about to get an upgrade, so he's not perfect right now. But uh, uh, we're we're growing and we're we're uh, making updates to the system. But uh, technologically, we're we're uh, we're spot on. So we wanted to build a fantastic site that was really easy to use. And then we saw an issue in the market with this flood of CBD products that were unregulated. And because I have 
uh, toyed with supplementation for so long. I there's so you, you can say so much, and it's hard to weed through all of that junk. And so we wanted to help people by vetting those products and having a marketplace of fantastic products in one place that, like you talked about, that have the the lab tests. And every product has the lab tests that you can pull up and see on our site. That's awesome. I think it's, I love it when people have a success in one industry and then want to give back. Because that's essentially yeah. what you're saying. Well, I, I wanted to do that all along, but it, it time Now, we don't want to tell right. our audience that I made you take off all your gold chains and your watches and... What, you've got like four Lambos out front? Right, right. Oh, yeah. Not that well. <laughs> I, I can just pay my bills, let's say it that way. <laughs> but it is, it's, it, it's fascinating because you come from a background of health, and there's no doubt about it. Dude, I mean, Kentucky um, cheerleading, I have had friends that have been cheerleaders, and they are like the most, I mean, they're like now CrossFit beast that I work out with. I'm just like, holy cow. Yeah. These guys, like that is hardcore. Yeah. Kentucky cheerleading is a dynasty. I think they're on their 23rd national title. I'd lose count. Uh, but my, my teammates still the coach there, uh, Jomo Thompson, uh, and they are, they are beasts. They're, they're fantastic. It's, so, I mean, essentially you're a, an elite athlete, gets sick, tries to discover his route, develops, um, a successful business. And then wants to give back. Mm-hmm. And you're giving back by CBD takeout by trying to make sure that people have access to proper material, proper products, proper supplements. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I think the other thing to, to say there is we, we're, we're dedicated to the process. Uh, you know, when there's a product that everyone wants and needs, it's very easy to get on the latest gimmick. And we refuse to do that. Uh, we we're taking our time to vet these products, to vet these companies and and really vet the the trends. Um, and that's that's not easy to do. That, that takes a lot of time to figure out what is right for for people and what products are right for people. So it, it, that's important to us. I was just looking up something because I, I don't hardly ever get to correct anybody, but I want to have some fun since you went to Kentucky. Kentucky did win a ton of national championships in a row, and they finally were unseated by the Texas Tech Red Raiders this last year. I just had to throw that out there. So welcome to the show. <laughs> Which I if, love the – I rarely get to correct anybody. Just ask Marie. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to use this opportunity, even though we're on our first podcast, and I'm going to insult our first guest, but I never get to do it. I so never I'm get to do, do it. it, and I'm so glad <laughs> I didn't get to do it because, um, well, have you seen Scott yet? Uh, Since we were... Oh, no, I haven't. I haven't. Okay, well, then never mind. No, I'm holding that. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. okay. But back to Texas Tech, now look them up and see how many they have won. I think it's one. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> oh, we just yeah. did it. We just did it so you could come on the show. In fact, <laughs> you know they are always. I worked for the organization that uh, you know for that competition, uh, Varsity Spirit. Worked for them for a long time. They want someone else to win because all, nobody wants to go compete. They're like, well, Kentucky's already won. The competition hasn't started yet. Mm-hmm. So they are they're actively hoping. That somebody comes. Well, I went. I went to the football game this last weekend because Gage went out to go visit uh, Tech's campus. And um, when we were there, they talked about how uh, Tech. There was finally a school to unseat Kentucky. So y'all still get mad props. I mean, and that's 
That's a huge thing. I mean, so it's basketball and yeah. cheerleading. Everybody knows that about Kentucky. It, it, awesome. And it's because the university really supports the program. If you go to other universities, they just don't support the program. Yeah. And I understand cheerleading is a huge liability and it doesn't make any money. Kentucky just really appreciates. Uh, I mean, they, there's there's been a guy there, uh, T. Lynn Williamson. He is the university attorney and he started the cheerleading team at, at the University of Kentucky. You know how dedicated, oops, sorry, how dedicated Kentucky is to finding talent, too. He doesn't come from Kentucky. He's originally from Denver City, Texas, yeah. right? Yeah, from Texas. Yeah, how'd you end up going to Kentucky and doing cheerleading? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I went to a junior college first, and um, I got recruited. So uh, the junior college I went to was really good at cheerleading as well. And, and you come from a there. background of gymnastics, is that correct? Yes, yes. Yep. Man, that's impressive. Well, now I'm just old and <laughs> <laughs> you're not that old. Yeah. So one of the things I want to ask you, um, did you have to quit gymnastics after you grew the mustache because the aerodynamics threw you off? Or is that something that uh, you can still do gymnastics? With? Actually, when you twist, it makes this cool whip. <laughs> <laughs> If you spin fast enough. So one of the secrets, if you guys are not out there, the the reason why Kentucky wins in gymnastics every year is that all the men have to have mustaches because it actually it actually augments the twist and turns. Yeah, yeah, that is awesome. So you have this really kind of cool background, and then you do CBD takeout, and you're doing it for one reason. It's one reason is to source proper supplements is it only cbd or you guys have other supplements or what are you doing so it's all cbd in different shapes and forms right we we've got salves we've got capsules we've got uh uh, tinctures um we've got massage oils there's quite a few different where we stay away from the gimmicks like cbd candles cbd toilet paper that kind of stuff we don't carry that uh we want good value for our customers uh you know if you if you can't absorb it into your system um, and there's really no value to it. We don't carry it. Um, but, it, you know, honestly, I, I've built a business for scale to be able to help as many people uh, as we can, to reach as many people as we can. So in terms of direction of will we carry other products, um, I, I'm open to that. Uh, does it help people? Does it uh, increase the benefit of CBD? Uh, if there's a product out there, eh, maybe Q Entre Two, uh, uh, that that works together, that has a harmonizing effect, we, we would consider that. You know, it's well, he, when he and his wife went home, he uh, let me know that uh, she'd already picked up Entre Two from People's Pharmacy. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, what I love about this is that you're not doing the death by a thousand cuts. You're staying true to one thing. We're going to do one thing. We're going to build a really good website first. Yep. We're going to make sure that the thing that I'm good at, which is digital, we're going to do it well. And then we're going to offer this. Now, you have a calling to this. Why do you think it's going to make a difference? Um, I think, and that goes back to uh, you're talking about um, building it in a way that we can execute properly. Um, I I'm convinced that, I mean, and there's science behind this. You, you can talk about this, that our, our bodies need cannabis. And, and so I, I think that there's some interesting reasons why people have been 
have been kept from cannabis for so long. And I'm frankly, I'm just excited to be a part of call it a revolution, call it whatever. Um, I think the impact that cannabis can have on people's lives because you can remove so many pharmaceuticals, you can aid with cannabis, uh, and then that puts you on a road. I don't think cannabis is the the end all. Um, I think that it can still be a crutch depending on how you use it. Uh, I I think it it has the potential to put people on the road to healing. So I think it's very powerful. I think that there is a fantastic opportunity if we can wade through all of the noise. And trust me, people, there is a lot of noise in the business right now. The the people that I talk to um, day in and day out, there's some great people that are getting into the cannabis business, but there's a lot of people that honestly, it's the the old culture of just drug dealers that have moved one step over to legitimizing and they still have the same principles. And so we're, we're really committed to the culture of cannabis and representing it uh, in a uh, in a proper way, uh, and we could spend probably an hour talking about what I think the the proper way to to do that. But let me just be clarify yeah. one thing really quick for for the listeners here. So cannabis, what you're talking about right now on your website is purely CBD, correct? Correct. Yes, yeah, and, and we we split that up. Uh, we have some that are guaranteed THC free. We've got a filter on that. If you, if you need something that is guaranteed THC free, you can find it easily. But everything is hemp derived, so it's all 0.3% or, or less. So all federally legal. And it's so frustrating because when we get into this, we understand that the confusion about it, cannabis, you're knowledgeable about it because we know that it comes from the same genus species of the plant. But everybody hears cannabis and they have a connotation of it. Yeah, but and, and that's the that's the thing that I'm talking about changing because I believe in the power of THC as well in proper dosing. But here's the thing is we don't even in legal states the the science has not come along enough for people to get accurate uh uh, dosing time and time again it's still trial and error and so while you can't overdose from thc um you know from a medicinal standpoint where you know you can't kill yourself but it, it can cause psychological issues if you consume too too much thc so that's the culture that i'm talking about where uh thc has this this negative connotation because it, it's been attached to this attitude of rebellion how high can i get can i get the strongest thc product available and i just think that's wrong and because it's been represented that way, then we don't get the the truly beneficial uh, uh, aspects of THC. And and so many people have dismissed it, but then they'll go get, uh, you know, an anti-anxiety uh, drug that causes 15 other issues. So how, how do we move back to this culture of, um, you know, uh, uh, business people should be able to consume small amounts of THC that are blended with other cannabinoids. So if it's just <laughs> THC, that's where that's where you have issues with I'm super paranoid and I'm freaked out. If you were to consume a, a nice dose of CBD in conjunction with that, it balances it out real nicely. So 
I just think that our the the industry is in the elementary stages right now, and I'm talking all of the the entire cannabis industry. I think it's in the elementary stages, and we're excited to be a part of that. You know, we um, if, if anybody's interested in getting a little bit more into this, uh, Chris Cresser just had Will Clyden, both friends of ours, just had Will Clyden, CEO of Ojai Energetics, on his show. And Will went into deep detail about the history of hemp, CBD, marijuana, cannabis, whatever. And it's been ingrained in our culture for so many years. Our genetics actually need a certain amount of it. And one of the things that's really fascinating to me is that we used to feed our livestock hemp. And when they would eat that, like yeah. a chicken would have an egg that would have 250 milligrams of CBDA in it, and then our bodies would convert it. That, that would be the um, acidic version of it. It gets yeah. all sciency and stuff. But basically, we were getting CBD in our diet until the U.S. government decided to say, okay, no, we, this is an illegal product. We're going to ban it. And then the farm bill came around just recently in the last five years and started changing things. And now it's become more available. But I think you're exactly right. I think that um, the, the black and white notion of I'm going to get high or I'm not going to get high, I'm going to do this and that. Am I doing something? No, I was testing mine. Oh, okay. That's better. <laughs> but we were, um, uh, Eric, you could probably attest to this. Remember that the, the, uh, Joe Rogan does a whole set about how people have done, they've got the little gummy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Eric and I, Eric and I are huge comedy fans. Yeah, yeah. And like, like it. he actually takes his sons to comedy shows, and they buy, and, the, and they'll like go see. What you've seen? Who are the guys you've seen live? The last recently? year, we've seen uh, Bill Burr, Tom Segura. Um, Reed went with us on that, and uh, we also saw um, Hannibal Burris. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, pretty rich. And actually, Gage for his birthday last week, he and his friends went to go see Eric Andre. That's off the chain, wild <laughs> stuff right there. Yeah. Hey, who was the comedian at Baby Bathwater that just wrecked it? Oh goodness, what is her name? We uh, gotta find that. She killed it. Yeah, she's totally amateur and just gets up there and just starts. She going was to in town. between bands on the top of a mountain, and when I mean she nailed it. It was like, you got to have your own Netflix special nailed. Really? And she just sat there with her iPhone. She's like, I guess I'll talk about this. And just killed. Love it. I I respect comedy at that level. Like, just having the balls to get up there and just do it is nuts. No kidding. And and so, anyways, I'm I'm digressing. But basically, Joe Rogan does a whole (laughs) set about how the guy gives him a gummy. And he goes... Just eat the arm. He's like, the arm. He's like, El Diablo. El Diablo. Yes. It's like, like, what kind of shit are we making these days? Just the arm. Just the arm. It's a gummy bear. Dude, I I can't tell you how many times I hear that story of people like, oh, I'm going on vacation. My wife and I are going on vacation to Colorado, and we're going to eat some gummies. And so they eat gummies. They're like, man, I got so high. I was freaked out. And like, well, I mean. That's what I'm talking about. You don't have uh, access to how do you dose properly. And edibles are especially bad because you're going through your digestive system. And how much did you eat before that? How hydrated you are? Yeah. So, you know, the you know, insulin uptake, all yeah. of that. Jeremy, have you ever tried alcohol? Drink this bottle. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Just chug it. Yeah, yeah. Can you guys hear me crackling? Yeah, I don't what's, know. What's up with that? I'm dumb. Should I stand right down here? Yeah, I think so. Just, you know what? I'm going to go 
take a little uh, pee break real quick. Okay. And figure, figure, figure out the crackling. You guys keep talking. Uh, Jeremy, yeah. you're on camera right, right now. All right. Okay, so uh, what we'll do is we'll hit here real quick about whenever someone does visit CBD takeout, something that's interesting to me, we get feedback a lot about people that take CBD currently and order it from KBMD Health. Mm-hmm. Most of our feedback, though, is directed towards people who come to see Ken for gut issues, in particular IBDs such as Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, advancing proctitis, uh, even to a lesser extent, a lot of folks who have found uh, issues with celiac disease. But that began to open up a completely different arm of people who have systemic autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. So a lot of IBDs are viewed, uh, are viewed as um, uh, autoimmune disease in and of themselves, but so is uh, psoriatic arthritis or yeah. uh, all the way up to Alzheimer's. Where do you get a lot of your reviews from? Because the thing I really love about, and you're right, your website's great, and I've seen it before, but as I'm watching it scroll now, you've got so many athletes on here. Yeah. And Brandon, the host of Lazy Sunday's podcast, Mm -hmm. has his own CrossFit gym. So the synergy there and your application, obviously, in the way that you're marketing to these folks, where do you get most of your reviews and do you see them kind of branch out a little bit? Yeah. So one of the things that we looked at when we we developed a site was what are the the markets that we want to uh, uh, to support and athletes is definitely one of those. You can see that uh, you know pretty quickly uh, when you go to the site. And the reason that we wanted to focus on athletes is because the CBD's ability to help with recovery is is really really great. So. And what I mean by that is uh, I don't think it's any secret that CBD helps with sleep, uh, sleep quality. Um, so if you can improve your your sleep quality, then your body is going to recover uh, better and more quickly. And for athletes, that that's key, especially within the CrossFit CrossFit world. It's how much how much output can you get out of your body? And so recovery is the biggest is a big deal there. Uh, and then the other thing is uh, you, you've got receptors in your skin, endocannabinoid receptors, and so you can use topicals to reduce soreness. Uh, so athletes uh, use our products uh, very consistently. So obviously a group that we, we wanted to, to service. Another group is uh, um, the uh, you know, aging community that does have issues with specifically arthritis uh, because, like you mentioned, Eric, arthritis is uh, a symptom of, of inflammation. And so CBD has shown that uh, it has the ability to lower inflammation. And so we get a lot of feedback from that group. Uh, I think also um, that that group is... Um, I don't know. I feel like they are more open to providing us feedback. We get more more feedback from that age group than we do from our athletes. Um, I mean, athletes are always talking about it when we see them, but uh, that that aging community and they give us a lot of reviews and, and feedback, a lot of emails, um, and we hear fantastic stories. You, you know, you want to talk about reaping the benefits of of creating a company. Uh, we talk about this quite a bit. Of uh, you, you know, customers saying, I haven't been able to walk in, uh, you know, six months because of my arthritis. And 
now I, it, it's changed. This was a, a word that was used. It changed my countenance. I had to go look it up. Uh, but um, the, it, it really is helping with that arthritic community. Um, in, in fact, we've written a couple blogs on um, on how it helps with arthritis. Wasn't Chad Hudson's father one of those that? Uh... It, it was. Yeah, he got off of opioids. Um, it, I mean, that that stuff blows me away when we we look at the opioid crisis that that we're having in the United States, and if if we are direct directly related to helping people get off of opioids, man, I'll keep doing this forever. And that's 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 no joke. So Kenny, just while you stepped out, we did. I was talking about how we get feedback uh, through KBMD mostly. It, it originates around gut health, gut issues, gut inflammation. But we've started to basically branch out and get reviews from people who are like I have autoimmune disease, et cetera, et cetera. But essentially, like Jeremy just outlined, it all is based around inflammation. So according to their website, if you look at everything, it, it's it's based around athletes and recovery is where they started getting their reviews, but now, just like what we experienced at KBMD Health, we're starting to get reviews from all different facets, and it's the geriatric yeah. community is uh, is pretty impressed, I think, with their their access now to CBD, and it's unfortunate that it took until their golden years to start finding something that is going to work for them. There's a couple so, of, if, if I can, a, a couple of other areas, unless you're going to, if you were going to change the topic... We got a goat in here. We have a goat. Goodness gracious. So a couple other areas that we are focused on uh, on the site. Uh, one is uh, is pets uh, because they also have an endocannabinoid system. Sure they do. And, you know, we, we hear dogs freaking out on so the 4th I, of July. I'm sorry. I was trying to time that to open for you. I was going to try to have a bark, and I tried to download an animal oh. sound, and it, it became a goat. So, but one of the things that people don't realize is that goats goats need CBD too. Yes. So if you I have like goats, let's let's make sure that we have a goat section. Uh, <laughs> look for the goat tab. So one of the things. Um, so I I've actually talked to a lot of uh, high goat athletes that uh, have been going to your site CBD takeout. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, these are elite goat athletes. These are goat jumpers, goat runners. And they love it. Yeah, yeah. We're thinking about rebranding it to just being, I mean, the, the feedback we get from the goat community. Yeah. <laughs> they have great so credit. Great. Yeah. <laughs> of the animal species, they're some of the best credits, and they, yeah. uh, and they can they can actually afford high-level CBD. <laughs> You'll find that uh, selection in your takeout, C. Billy D. So. <laughs> I was trying to think of something uh, something snappy, but that, uh, that was good. I'm really C. good. Billy. I'm really good at URLs, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> C. Billy D. So, yeah, so un- unfortunately, I have have to um, you know one of the uh, one of the addictions that Eric does have is that he buys uh, it, it basically he owns every domain name. Uh, you're one of hours those guys. on GoDaddy. I got an idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, so I, all I, of a sudden I, you're I, like, oh, that'll be funny to have like goat CBD athletes. Like somebody owns that. Yeah, I have Jer- I have Jeremy Kinder's, uh, dot com if you want it. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> Twenty grand. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's Get cool. Uh, I mean, the same endocannabinoid system, so it, it, it helps with anxiety and, you know, dogs freaking out on the 4th of July. And if they have arthritis, it, I mean, it's really beneficial. So we've got dog treats and tinctures and all that stuff for cats and dogs and animals. 
So let's just really quick, because when we talked on the phone, we were talking more like my whole role in science. And so not to sit there and make jokes about goats and go the athletes and all sorts of stuff. But let's be honest about something. We we have a system called the endocannabinoid system, just as important as the cardiovascular system, neurologic system or gastrointestinal system, which I'm a specialist in. Eventually, we're going to have doctors labeled as endocannabinologists. Yeah. It's that important that it will be incorporated into med school. You will have specialists. And what we're going to need is people like you that are sorting through um, people that are just trying to make a buck. Mm-hmm. And you're able to put stuff up there that can actually help some people. So much like I like a website called examine.com. Um, where they vet products. You're doing the exact same thing for the CBD industry, and I commend you on that. And I, I want to thank you for coming out of your other other profession and being able to put your digital expertise into something to help people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, you're, you're right. We talked about the mess. I mean, what'd you say, 22 out of 24 <laughs> products? I it's don't actually know. what they said was 26 to 28 to 1 Yeah, is a, is a fraudulent product. I don't know if you guys listened to the FDA hearing on CBD, but one of the things that kept coming up over and over and over, maybe the most consistent thing, was how many fraudulent products there are out there. And it's it's bad. Uh, and, and I think, I mean, that's where the benefit of having the FDA regulate, uh, you know, what can be said and what can't, you know, from a marketing perspective is important because... You've got people that just want to make a quick buck and they look for situations like this on a early to market, non-regulated product that actually works. It is a, uh, you know, quick buck uh, type business person's dream. But you got to balance that with how, how do we vet all these products out and vet these companies and that's what we we partner with those companies that we feel like are going to be there for the long term. And uh, and those are the products that we have. What I feel I like the most, though, about CBD takeout and this approach is that oftentimes with uh, something like the FDA, you're right. They may try to put in some tools or mechanisms to prevent something from happening. But what ends up happening oftentimes is they block access to legitimacy. Yeah. So really... What Jeremy and his company are doing, I think, is from the inside, you're basically beating them to the punch, saying, no, 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 we've got a mechanism here. We can filter out the bad. We want to bring you the good. So having a resource like that to turn to, to say, if I shop here, this is where I'm going to find a high-quality product. It's no different than going to a natural grocer's and knowing that every time you buy produce in there, it's going to be organic regardless of the supplier. Yeah. Or going to a Whole Foods and saying, when I shop in the organic section here, I know that this has been vetted, it's been tested, that I can trust what I'm buying here. And there's lots of other reputable grocery stores. I'm not just singling them out, but there's a market for the market itself to police itself, and it will rise. Yeah. You know where I think that's going to be particularly important and where I think that we're, we're going to really take off is when the other cannabinoids start catching on, when that research research um, starts showing that CBN, CBG and blended cannabinoids, because we will have already shown our community that we vet CBD companies. And it's going to be the same companies that are doing the research on CBN, CBG, and we will be able to offer that very quickly to our customers uh, as that comes to market. For somebody who is a former 
cheerleader slash digital marketer who doesn't believe that he should have gone into medicine, you are you are speaking like a doctor. And it is phenomenal. You're speaking like a researcher. What you're describing is you understand the next wave of this. The majority of people don't even have any clue about CBD or anything else like that. But you're talking next level type stuff. Because the way that I envision it is the endocannabinologist will sit there and say, oh, my goodness, you have ankylosing spondylitis. Mm -hmm. With ankylosing spondylitis, what I believe is that you need a ratio of THC of 10%. CBD of 30%, CBG of X, and this is going to be the response you're going to have. We're going to be able to control your immune system, and we're not going to have to put you on prednisone. We're not going to have to put you on infliximab or Remicade or Humira. And the future of this is essentially real medicine. And when, because what I would like to do, I mean, when you sit there and say, I love the fact in the very beginning of the show, you said, well, I, I made enough money doing this other thing that I can focus on my other thing. I would like to make enough money doing my thing that I can sit there and do my real passion, which is research. I love research. I want to be able to sit there and say, Jeremy, um, I believe that I'm going to do this study. We're going to pay for it. We're going to look at what these different endocannabinoids do in different diseases. And then I can go to somebody like you that can actually promote it in an ethical, honest way to say, look, this is the research that's there. If this is something that you believe that you need, that's awesome. But we've done our homework on the products that are there. And quite honestly, if it's Ohio Energetics, if it's Elixinol, if it's CBD line, if it's CBD Plus, these are all really good companies. Yeah. We need to get the word out. It doesn't matter who's putting it out there. Yeah. It, it's not a competition anymore. It's a matter of let's start helping some people. Yeah. Man, you're hitting on a lot of a lot of great things, and I'm uh, you know I'm wondering how how deep I ought to go into this. But you talk about ethics, and um, I mean that is a common thing that you hear in business. People talking about we want to do this ethically. Um, I'm to the point that if if we can't do it ethically, I'm not going to do it, Uh, and that that really becomes a complicated issue. when you look at you got to pay your bills, you got to uh, you have to decide, uh, do we make this dollar or do we do this ethically? And I just got to the point where uh, I'm very solidified in that fact of um, the the company will grow um, if if we are servicing enough people in the right way. And when you talk about doing that research and doing what you're passionate about, and doing it ethically, um, I just encourage you to stick to that, uh, and uh, things things will happen to reward that in a way because we need that research from from a humanity standpoint. Where our our society is so ridden with anxiety, and I mean everybody. I hate to use extremes, but everybody hates each other because they're on this political side or that political side. And I'm just tired of of our society being that way. And I'm susceptible as well. Um, And and so you start spoken, sparking these emotions in me when you start talking about those things of ethics and what you're passionate about and all those things, because, man, our country has has falsely said that um, um, we we were on this righteous pursuit. And, and we've said it for a long time as a country. 
And honestly, I don't think that was the deal. I think we were in the pursuit of, of making money. And so I'm hoping that we can heal as a nation and go back to uh, to this place of being responsible and helping each other out, even when it might be detrimental to ourselves. And what I mean by that is, okay, I'm going to help you, even though that's going to cost me money in a way where I can't pay my bills. Uh, so stepping out there in a way to help each other um, like we should be doing. That reminds me of the book Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand? Ayn Rand, yeah. yeah. Um, the definition of altruism, to actually do something where you are not going to benefit. Yeah. That is the yeah. definition of it. So, Well, a big shout out also, since we've been talking about CBG, to Dan and Caleb Wright from uh, Green Sweep. They are a small company that has started just out of California, and they're going around finding all organic uh, land from California as, as far east as Texas to uh, plant basically hemp and cultivate before it grows uh, too big so that they can simply go to CBG because they want to do research. Yeah. They want they are dedicated to research and they're going to work with Ojai and uh, hopefully us as we go forward. It's one of those things. This is like uh, this is it's it's super cool that we're sitting here have this conversation because I mean this is essentially the first time we've met, but yep. it's crazy how many people want the same thing. Yeah. You, you want your kids to be healthy. You mm-hmm. want to live a healthy life. Yes. You want to be able to pay your bills. Yes, you want to do all this stuff. But the majority of people want society to rise as a whole. Yeah. We really want to help. And I think that one way that we can do this is to focus on the endocannabinoid system yep. and just get everything back in balance. Yeah. That's my thing that I tell all my patients. The endocannabinoid system, what it does is just mediates everything to get everybody back in balance so that you're not overfiring. It's not a big nerve that's setting off. Yeah. Yeah. The the cool thing about that is, you know, Eric, you were talking about the feedback that we get. And I think CBD might be getting a a bad rap for, oh, it fixes everything. But the weird thing about it is when you balance your body. I mean, I I was talking to somebody the other day that said that uh, they had male, male pattern baldness and they said, well, my hair started growing back. And you could you could say, well, the CBD is not going to do that. But the thing is, is CBD is putting his body back in balance to do what it was supposed to do. So his body was just out of balance in a way. All right. So, I mean, not to not to interrupt, but a great example is when I see patients and they're like, I have I'm having weight loss. I'm having hair falling out. I'm having this and that. And then we get to the point where we realize, oh, you're not sleeping well. You're stressed. Your your thyroid's out. And then we fix that, and then everything starts fixing itself. They don't think anything of that. Right. They're like, oh, well, we, we got your thyroid back to normal. Yeah. Your hair is growing back. You're sleeping better. You're having normal bowel movements. It's all good. And they're like, oh, yeah, my thyroid's back to normal. That's cool. And we did that through nutrition usually. Yeah. Because uh, I'm not a I'm not an endocrinologist, so I don't just, you know. But we usually do it through nutrition and, you know, changing lifestyle. Nobody thinks anything of that. And then... Um, when we do the endocannabinoid system, they're like, ah, that can't be true. Yeah. Uh, guess what? Yeah. It essentially is like a hormone. Yeah. It's essentially, it's a system. The endocrinology system is everywhere in your body. Your neurological system is everywhere in your body. The endocannabinoid system is everywhere in your body. Why can't it just come back to balance and cool things start happening? Yeah. It, it can. That's awesome. 
Well, I think that'll do it for our first podcast from the first studio, or our first our new studio. Well, we want to we want to end with one. Uh, okay, we always want to end with something with our guest. Yeah. So Jeremy, tell us one last time about CBD takeout, where they can go to find you, where they can find you on social media, the usual stuff, yeah. and um, why supporting you supports the industry and helps people. Yeah, right on. So cbdtakeout.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, CBD underscore takeout, Facebook, CBD takeout, um, you know, all the normal stuff. You can find us if you go looking for us. Um, we are a marketplace that vets CBD companies and provides the best slash high value CBD products. And that has many different forms, you know, tinctures, uh, salves, all that good stuff. And in one fantastic, easy to use website, uh, one place to find that. Um, you know, going back to the the benefit of the industry is we're doing the work, you know, speaking to you customers, we know that you're overwhelmed with trying to find a good CBD product. First, you're like, what does this do? Second, well, you know, why is it everywhere in the gas station or whatever? Third, how do I choose the product for me? I would recommend you go to cbdtakeout.com. We're doing that work for you and constantly reading laws reading science, reading the research, and vetting these companies to provide great products for you to use. That is awesome. I got one question sure. for you. I've been looking for the best CBD toilet paper. Do you guys yes. offer that? Yeah, that? Uh, it, yes, and it's made of goat's hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, no mo, no mo hair. <laughs> there you go. That's great, Eric. Um, so, and I wanted to add, one of the things that you said when we first met to your website that y'all wanted to add, and the reason why I wanted to get you and, uh, and, and Ken here together is soon y'all would like to be able to feature educational videos to yes. basically walk people through the, the application of CBD and what to look for, right? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, and we're about to launch a video series. It takes time, you know, uh, coming from the technology uh, world. I don't have video. Well, I didn't have video equipment. I didn't have all these microphones and all this stuff. And so acquiring that and figuring out what equipment do we need and and uh, hiring a good editing company. And because if you outsource everything, you guys have probably figured this out. You lose your voice. And and so uh, we figured that out pretty early that if we had a marketing agency doing everything for us and videographers and everything, then they were telling us what to do and they were chopping it up in a way that we didn't necessarily want to do. So we, we have decided to slow that down. Everything is done in, in house. And, and then we, we will dictate, uh, you know, hire out certain things, but um, it, it takes time to build all of that. But we are uh, coming out with a video educational series and, uh, you know, frankly, let us know what you want to hear. We we don't want to just be talking about stuff that we're interested in. Uh, we're we're uh, directing this to you guys and to educate educate our customers. So let us know. Well, I'm going to offer this to CBD Takeout that for the thing that we can offer Eric and I, which is um, science. Yeah. And so uh, you know, if there's um, we have access to graduate students that look up a lot of articles. I just got to several articles today from our favorite graduate student yes. and. Um, she sent me some crazy stuff on the endocannabinoid system and autism, and you just eat it up because yeah. then you start breaking it down. What I want to do is I want to say the how and the why that these things can happen. Yeah. For instance, it isn't that, oh, male pattern baldness gets better with this. I'm going to say 
here's the markers that get improved when you take CBD because your own endocannabinoid system will decrease the inflammatory brain markers, IL-12, IL-23, TNF-alpha, TNF-beta, and it's done in animals and it's done in humans and they look at it and people go, there's no research. No, there's tons of research. Yeah. There's tons of research. You just got to put the work in. And we fortunately have somebody who's a rock star at finding this kind of information. And I get daily um, emails that when I have my next job, when I make enough money and I can do what you're doing and do the thing that I really want to do, then um, I can sit there and spend all day looking at it. But that you're exactly right. So our, our, our give to you, we want to make sure that CBD takeout is successful. And we want to help you in any way. So if you're if your audience, if your listeners ask questions, we want to make videos for you, CBD takeout, not for a product for you, that we can offer some um, help for your listeners and explain different things. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. I think that'll be great because one of the things I mean, it's why I'm here um, is there there are people out there that don't want to be guinea pigs and don't want anecdotal evidence they want science and frankly i don't blame them and uh and so um that's one of the things that uh we want to get better at is providing hard science as it's coming out and being on the cutting edge of all the research we want to be leading with with that information sweet Jeremy, thank you so much for hopping on the show. So you'll yep. find all of Jeremy's fine offerings at cbdtakeout.com. That is cbdtakeout.com. Also brought to you today by Autron Teal. Go to lovemytummy.com forward slash Spoonie. Save some money. But you're, you're giving me hands here. Oh, I'm just giving hands because I'm just like, oh, wow, we've got this is sponsored by so yeah. many wonderful things. That's right. And then, of this course, is sponsored by love. This yeah. is sponsored by God. <laughs> yeah. This is sponsored by yes. the world. This is sponsored yeah. by. I want to, I want to thank yeah. uh, Lazy Sunday's podcast for bringing uh, Jeremy and I yeah. together. The te- uh, Tequila 512 Casita. You can find uh, about uh, find out more about Tequila 512 at tequila512.com. And, of course, the new website for KBMD Health should be rolling out pretty soon kbmdhealth.com. If you don't like the current site, you have no one to blame but me because websites <laughs> should not be built by anesthesia providers. So it's I, a shitty website. All right, so Jeremy, so yeah. this is this is one of the things, and this is this is a little piece of advice to everybody out there listening. So um, I have a patient who's an extremely successful business person, and the, one of the things he told me was that you want to know the number one reason why businesses fail. I'm going to ask you this. What's, Jeremy, what's the number one reason why businesses fail? I would say lack of execution. It's much better than me. I said lack of funding. She okay. basically said they never jump. They never yeah. jump off the dock, which yeah. is essentially execution. Yeah. They never just jump and go, well, yeah. Eric and I are jumpers. <laughs> and sometimes we don't build, we don't build the best thing. It's a, it's a long way yeah. down. It's a really, really long way down. Yeah. And then when you smack, then what do you do? I, there's a quote from Mike Tyson that that uh, I love. And he, he said, uh, I'm going to mess it all up. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, everybody's tough until they get hit in the mouth. Everybody the has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah, there you That's go. That's his classic yeah. quote. I mean, Everybody so says, true. I'm going to do this, this, and this. Yeah, oh. Now, yeah, now what do you do? Yeah, I mean, now so, what do you do? So jumping, I'm also a jumper, yeah. uh, and I've had to learn over time, when you bounce, now what do you do? 
Um, and I've learned to think before I jump a little bit. Man, when I was young, I would just jump. <laughs> Here we go. Um, and, and, and you you got to jump. I mean, that's how you start. But then when you when you bounce, then what do you do? How do you execute from there on out? Well, the beauty of this is that I'm not a jumper by nature. I'm a I'm truly like, and it's funny when I think about it. I'm truly a scientist by nature. I've been yeah. I've been a nerd my entire life. I've been in healthcare my entire life. And then you meet somebody like Eric and you get inspired. And then we develop a product called Atron Teal. And, and all of a sudden you realize that you become a jumper. But I'm like, it's not necessarily a parachute, but it's more Mary Poppins. My umbrella is science. Yeah. I say, well, I'm going to jump, but I'm a pretty good idea that because of what's already been discovered, what's already been shown, I'm going to land softly. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to do a dead cat bounce and, you know, just smack. Right. And that's an old stock term, I think, where people would sit there and say, when a stock just plummets, it'll have a little bounce. And that's ah, a dead cat bounce. And I'm not yeah. trying to offend the feline lovers and things like that. It's a, it's <laughs> and a, if you are, get some CBD. CBD <laughs> yeah. you got that cup. Your cat it's a, it's a It's a stock <laughs> um, But, yeah, so uh, I love being around like-minded people like you. You've got a ton of energy. Your your mission on CBD takeout is not only ethical, but it's going to change lives. And we're in the same boat. We're here to help people. Yeah, I love it. So I want to thank yeah. you so much for being for our sure. first guest on the show, brother. Yeah, thanks thank for having you. me. Uh, thanks a lot, Jeremy. Yeah, that's episode twenty one in the books. Be sure and check us out kbmdhealth.com. and we will see y'all with episode twenty two. Do you do a love my tummy or anything like that? Where was lovemytummy.com forward slash spoonie? You can still save money at lovemytummy.com oh. forward slash spoonie. That's where you'll get your Atron Teal, which will actually enhance the use of your CBD. Now, not to steal away from CBD takeout, but aren't our Spoonie friends um, moving a little bit of CBD as well? They are. They are definitely moving a little bit of CBD. Thank you uh, to Ron and everybody over at Mojo and it's uh, and it's Spoonie and all the listeners there as well. It's good to be back on the air. We appreciate all the support. <laughs>